Welcome to my blog. Hi, Ranke. Thank you for having me. Good morning from Vienna, everyone. So, Adela, I know that your life story is quite an interesting one. Maybe you would like to share a little bit about your background, where you come from, what you do, what your situation is. Glad to. So, I, I'm Bosnian, so I come from Bosnia and Herzegovina. So, I live here in Austria for already seven years together with my husband. And soon we will be parents for the very first time. So, <laughs> My life is going to be very, very different. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we are happy to welcome a little girl uh, to this world. Um, so my husband and I came here to Austria seven years ago. Uh, it's a very, uh, it's an interesting story and it always brings a lot of questions uh, uh, about us. And, you know, you can get to know me a little bit more through this, this story and it's us packing our stuff and uh, see, uh, going on, on a bus ride 14 hours from Sarajevo to, to Vienna and um, yeah, starting our life uh, in, in here in, in Austria. So we came without a job, without contacts and without knowing the language. Uh, and our main um, goal was, so we, we set ourselves a goal for uh, six months. We have you know, enough savings uh, to pay for the, for the rent, for the German classes, for food, utilities, and, and then what comes with that. And we said to, to ourselves, we own that. So we want to give it a try. I don't want to be thinking about it. If we would have done this, then it would happen that in, in 10 years and so on. And one of the uh, key reasons why we decided to move here uh, was as well uh, that we felt that somehow we outgrown the opportunities um, and the environment where we were. Mm -hmm. And in 2013, it was a perfect opportunity for us. So we, we both graduated from the technical uh, universities. We had um, a good good background, a few years of experience. And uh, we said to ourselves, we, do we want to stay here or do we want to try something uh, something new out? Because that was really a perfect uh, opportunity to do so. So we said, we will give it ourselves a try and we will, we will go. And we said, what is the worst case scenario? You know, what is the worst that can happen? We will go there, you know, we will spend all these savings. We will learn the language, we will meet new people. And if it doesn't work out, we'll come back, start something new, and uh, you know we will have interesting story to share. So, seven years. Uh, in no regrets, obviously. <laughs> no, because it was for us. You know, we 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 were young. Uh, we wanted to see the world. We wanted to experience new opportunities. We wanted to live in a city that is multicultural, where we can have you know um, friends and, and meet people from you know uh, around the world. We we wanted to have that experience, and it has a, as well to do with the history of my home country, where. Uh, you know, we had the, the war, we, we, after that, we were very much um, in a closed environment where we couldn't uh, really travel without you know, reason, without a visa and so on and so forth. So it was as well uh, that wish as a young person that you go out and experience something different and not, you know, we've been for 25 years, let's say like that, in, a, in the same environment. And we said, okay, you know, now is the opportunity to experience some, something else because otherwise, you know, mm -hmm. it would be a pity. It would be a pity. And I, it, for us, it was one of the best decisions that we have made apart from 
deciding uh, years back to study uh, the technical universities, both, both of us. Yeah, that would be my was my next question, actually. So you both went to that technical university and uh, you obviously met there or did you know your husband before you actually went there? It's a it's a Hollywood story, but he's a best friend of my oldest brother. <laughs> <laughs> Like a romantic movie, yeah. that's everything. <laughs> and he, we come from a, from a very uh, from the same place, basically. So we both of us we come from a very small village in the northern western part of of Bosnia, and uh, yes, so so we we started dating up at the university. So he's from the uh, civil engineering uh, background, and I am electrotechnic uh, telecommunications. Mm -hmm. um, that's how we met in Sarajevo. We we started, you know, dating and and got married later on. My way to to the technical university, I I was always, you know, one of the top students, and and I could pick and choose basically. And and one one reason why why a technical university and uh, is because my older brother you know it's as well typical story my older brother went as well there uh and it and i you know we love each other so we support each other and he was my he's my role model one of my role models and he was like okay i want to go there the second um option was the medical university and i, I, and I was like thinking till the last day and then i was said my friend went there you know to see how it is and she said oh you need to memorize all these books and everything by heart and i said no this is <laughs> this is no go for me because i want you know to be able to in in my work you know to use analytics logic math, math and and all these what i'm passionate about and if i go there it's going to be a completely completely different world so it was a it was a great decision and um yeah graduated as well there as one of the top in the class mm -hmm. and came here in austria to realize that it was anomaly a little bit to have a woman in 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 tech especially women graduating from the technical university can i ask something about the technical university in sarajevo did you have a lot of female colleagues yes. there Yes. So the, there is a cultural difference between yeah. um, Austria and, and uh, Bosnia, right? Yes, I had over 50% of uh, uh, my female colleagues. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was perfectly natural to see women all over uh, the university and all over the, the campus, mm -hmm. uh, not just for my specialization, but for other specializations as, as well. And we had assistants and we had professors, uh, female professors, not that many, but still they were and I remember my story, uh, the story when one of my professors, her female professor was sharing, and she said when she was studying back then, there was like three colleagues, three female colleagues. And in, in fast forward, um, especially after the war, I think uh, that, um, and of course, during the Yugoslavian uh, time, uh, all our moms have been working, uh, some of them full time, having kids, family. Uh, so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that you know was a question mark or you, should you do it or should you not that how you're going to you know make sure that your family you know family life is covered and your professional life but as well we, back then we lived in um you know we are very much with the family you know family sticks together supports one another we grew up in in communities so that mean if uh, my mom would be working then someone else would from the family would be taking care of me as well so that mm -hmm. the kid child care is is covered and especially in the rural parts you know when you have don't you don't have the, the kindergartens and so on 
And um, yes, so you have many, many, many women who have uh, graduated, who have studied and have uh, successful careers uh, mm -hmm. from, uh, from Bosnia and Herzegovina, as well from all other Eastern European countries, I must say. So it seems that, the, that this um, transition to a more equal society happened much earlier in Bosnia than it, was, than it is here. So I'm wondering, was it a big adjustment to come on the job market here in Austria and be surrounded mainly by men? Well, I grew up with three brothers and, and, a, and a father, so I, for, for always um, uh, in that environment. But what I like to say is, well, it was a very different. It was very different. So I, my first team uh, when I joined was uh, 15 colleagues, male colleagues. And what I like to say as well, you know, sometimes you can use this, um, you know, your, your background. So I use my background as an advantage. So I turn it around in a competitive advantage because ima imagine if you're 15 men and you're the only woman uh, in the team and um, you, can, you can use that as well in, in a good way as your advantage because you're different. You know, you're, I, I cannot, you know, I'm 180 uh, tall, I wear high heels, uh, so I, I, I cannot hide even if an I, impressive uh, personality. <laughs> even if I would like to, I cannot hide behind my desk, so I, I, I like to stand up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but what I like to say as well is when I came here, it was like during all the interviews, it was like, wow, you know, it, it was, it was met with like, wow, you know, you, you, you graduated in a positive way as well. I, I interviewed at the university for a PhD position and assistant position, and for them, it was like wow we would love to have you in, in our team because we want to you know we want to see more more women and um, they understood what the diversity can bring and the reason why i decided to go into into different way and go into corporate world with this company as well was the culture mm -hmm. culture of this company that i had a little bit known before and it was a very very healthy culture um, influenced by the swedish um swedish one because it, it's a it's a swedish corporation and I think uh, in my case that made a big difference because so I want to are you still in this company and no I'm okay I moved I moved uh, after five years so after uh, after graduating here from um, my MBA so just I moved. The question, what company was that and what did you do there so it was the company Tele2 Tele2 Austria telecommunications so uh, in the meantime it was bought by uh, Drei Hutchinson here telecom operator as well in Austria so my very very first job there when I when I joined the team was as a trainee and um, within six months I was promoted uh, to a first uh, a full-time position and after a year and a half being in uh, within Tele2 Austria I moved into Tele2 IoT which is a global unit within the Tele2 group in Sweden so, yes back then it was still machine to machine big data so but then you know 2016 it was moved into IoT uh, so I very quickly moved into the international environment because that's where I feel like uh, like fish in the sea. So uh, okay. I, I love this, you know, multi multicultural environment. I love being able to speak in, in Bosnian, uh, English, uh, German languages. And that was also uh, one of the opportunities that was gave to me. And I accepted it gladly to join into something unknown because IoT back then in 2015 was a big mystery, big question mark, or if this is going to uh, succeed or not, is it just a hype or not? Mm -hmm. And uh, some of my colleagues were like, why do you do that to yourself? You have a stable job here. 
you can you know stay here as long as you want you have customers that love working with you you know there will be always uh, work in, in this industry in telecommunication industry and uh, i still decided to move into iot uh, i was the second employee here for for this region together with my colleague um, and one of the reasons, of course, was, uh, you know, I wanted to learn more. So I realized that is the next wave, you know, that is the next thing that is coming. And uh, that was the best, uh, um, you know, it's, it's better to jump on the train earlier than later. What fascinates you about IoT? Everything. So I, I because it's so uh, diverse. It's very diverse. It's, and it's every single use case and customers and, and opportunities different. Mm -hmm. Because you never know, so it's it's of course you come with uh, equipped with the tools of you know we can connect devices with this way with this technology and it, we can work with this partner and then you can take this data and create different uh, business cases and so on. But every customer meeting and every 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 use case is different, and that is what where you have to you know every every day is different. So there's no uh, you know a, a monotony and like okay business as usual we do this in this way but it's always about you know realizing what what is that customer wants mm -hmm. so where does he want to take this uh, company let's say in the next three to five years so what is what are the strategic initiatives that this company is going after and how can we support and so being... it's a combination of technology and people right it's yes. not just about the technology it's also about the environment and the chance to actually interact with people do something new every day right absolutely because we always uh, told, uh, advise our customers so the iot is not about technology it's about you know strategy it's it's you taking your company to the next level and we never had the first discussion about technology the technology discussions would come uh, three to six months later on when we knew okay what do you want to do? What do you want to digitalize? Do you want to you know this this coffee machine uh, or this vending machine should do what? Mm -hmm. And then we can realize, aha, uh -huh, okay, uh, this is the technology that we could use based on the business case, based on you know if this is going to be in Europe, all these vending machines, or it's going to be in Asia, where the, the other technologies are available, and so on and so forth. So it's it's very much always about strategy. So this is interesting because this picture you paint of your job is so completely different from what people usually think about when they think about working in IT. You know, when you tell them I work in IT, they see you sitting in a dark room with your computer, writing code and hacking. But what you do is actually something that's very out there in the world. So it's totally um, opposite of what one might expect. And that's, I think, what you also love and what you would actually recommend about your job, right? Definitely. And I think initiatives and I believe initiatives like you, yours and many others initiatives that we have are so important to show what else is there except for this picture, you know, your dark room sitting and coding for 10, 12 hours or, you know, carrying around switches, routers and, and cabling all day long, uh, which is which is good to know. So we all went through that As, at the university. We all learned this. It's important to understand the basics. But later on, there's so much. So th this is the important point that you said. There's so many opportunities in uh, IT software, IoT industry. And I've seen so many colleagues of mine that haven't went to the technical university. Uh, mm -hmm. They went to do, for instance, they studied business and management mm -hmm. or they studied something completely different. They said, OK, I love it here. I love strategic, uh, you know, uh, thinking strategically. I love to work with the customers. You need to have, you know, the basics are always the same. Mm -hmm. 
technical understanding a little bit you know you, you have to have this understanding which you can get while you're working so it's it's the technology is evolving so what i knew two years ago it's not valid anymore right? it's good to know but now it's something else is, is in focus mm -hmm. and you have to love to work with people and the customers and mm -hmm. you know creating this ecosystem when you're talking about this initiative and the importance of showing what what we do and, and carrying that out into the world, I thought about you are also one of the people who is actually very actively doing that. So you have your own initiative, making it in Austria. I like the, the name, by the way, because it's also making IT in Austria. So it's a nice uh, workplace. Maybe you would like to tell us a little bit about that and what made you do this. It started with the initiative of uh, uh, 1000 women. Uh, so and that's how it it, it evolved basically. I, the the making it in Austria started end of uh, uh, 2020, mm -hmm. and uh, my mission 1,000 women was started beginning of this year. I'm actually uh, one year into into the mission 1,000 women, mm -hmm. and it's been an extraordinary uh, experience. Can you quickly explain what your mission 1,000 women is? My mission is was to tell my story, my career story, so how I, we came here, so how is my job in IT, IoT, so how do I feel as a woman in, in tech, um, what mentoring did for me, what networking, how, why networking is so important, how to land your dream jobs, and many, many other initiatives. Uh, and I woke up one day in, in, in the morning and said, I, I want to do this together, of course, with the support of my coaches, and it's a part of 10 years uh, vision. Mm -hmm. And we said, let's start, you know, let's start, let's get you out there and start you giving your story. And the, the main uh, idea behind is just, you know, um, show the, the diversity that we have and hopefully inspire one other woman that say, okay, I, it's not, I cannot do it with my company, for instance, but there are some things that I would like to do on my own. And I could do that on my own as well. So of course I had the support from my company, but this was my own mission where I said, okay, I want to go out and I want to talk to people and I want to tell my story. And maybe, you know, that was at the beginning, like maybe someone will, it will resonate with some of, some of uh, you know, people that I meet along the way. Um, and since that story was so um, picked away, so it was really, really a, a big, big, you know, thing. And I, I spoke to over 40 different communities and, and did many, many trainings and interviews and podcasts and shows and so on. Um, I said, now it's time for me to go a little bit in, in the background because I, I, love, I love seeing other people successful. So this is uh, what really makes me makes me happy and fulfilled and i love um giving uh, back to the and serving the community and i said okay what can i do because my story is good and nice and i told i told i told it already like 100 times mm -hmm. and i know i have friends who have stories like my my own and they should tell it mm -hmm. And that's how the story with making it in Austria, that's how it came together, where I just started inviting my friends who have a very similar, you know, stories coming here all by themselves, you know, working a you know, low paid job, start later on realizing, okay, uh, starting my own company and so on and so forth. So it's really, really inspiring stories. And I just basically, you know, opened the room, uh, created this stage for people to uh, tell their stories. And what I always say, I'm looking for my own diamonds. So I'm not interviewing usual suspects, you know, people that already have, you know, enough um, 
mm -hmm. uh, space in, in media and they created their own you know brand and so on and so forth i'm really after people who are doing some fantastic job and we don't see them so we don't know their stories and they have lots to say lots to give that's a very interesting approach because we all know the importance of role models, but usually when we look for role models, we go to people who are already famous and they already have their story and everybody knows them. But often people cannot relate to those, um, you know, successful uh, people. So it's actually more interesting to see someone like you and me and who tells their story and then, you know, okay, this could be me. Uh, I could be the one doing this. And, and it, I, I personally, I feel that this is much more successful in, in creating um, a mindset of, of being able to do things than just going to like successful people. Yeah? So I love that approach. Definitely. So you always need to have someone who's like five years, maybe like five years ahead of you, 10 years ahead of you. And so you can a little bit relate or, you know, from your home country or from your, you know, the region or it really helps, you know, that's why I'm, I'm looking for people from all over the all over the world that are that are here, uh, different, you know, uh, specializations, different, you know, ways of making their careers, people starting their businesses, people going or, or deciding to stay in the company and building their career to the top. And I think that's what makes um, makes it worth, um, you know, keep doing this because people do appreciate this and 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 people do um, look at after these episodes, and as well for people who are thinking about moving to Austria, you know, who are these, you know, who should I talk to? Because you know, there's so much materials and forums and uh, on the, on, the, on Google, but it's a different story. If you find someone, you know, there's this person called Sam or Diana or Martina, and then you just find them on LinkedIn. I said, can I have a coffee with you? Can I have a chat? Because you, what you said is really important for me. I'm there. I think that's, that's also the second thing. The one thing is representation, and that is very important that you see someone who's like you or you can um, identify with and you can feel that you could be that person. And the other thing is the mentoring part, that you are able to talk to someone who tried to go, who, who went this, this down this road or who is doing something that you would like to do. So there are two aspects that you are covering, really. One is representation and the other is mentoring. I think you also have uh, some mentees, as far as I know right so i so far i've been a mentee and this year i decided to be uh, actively involved as a, as a mentor so i have two mentees and uh, from they're both in it so one of them is uh, in bosnia he's, he's a student so he's really you know he's a junior but with you know high aspirations and and you know having building a career and and going dreaming big and I'm really, really uh, honored to uh, support him along that way. And the other mentee I have through the Women Tech Network, we just started uh, this week. And uh, same, same with Adnan, uh, with Emmy. I have really big plans. And uh, it was a tough decision to decide who to take because there were so many applicants. And um, my the way I, how I decided was okay, how wh to which person can I make? you know, help the most, support the most. Do I recognize myself in this story so that I can really, you know, walk the talk and, and share the experience with? Of course, you learn with them along the way because they confront you with many challenging questions. And how you do this, how do you do that? And some of them want to go faster, some of them slower, but that's what makes it really, uh, that's what makes it worth, worth it. And I would invite everyone here, if you're not a mentor uh, to really, be part, be a mentor to someone, because it, it's it's so 
good to see what you can do in some in such a short period of time with 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 I, I say one hour two hours a month investment so we are not talking about days uh, we're talking about hours a month where you are just you are there to listen support maybe give some advice connect to someone share some insights listen to their their stories and that really is something that you see change over the six months and you feel like wow you know they they had it all it was just you know you being there for for them a little bit and just say okay you can do this so um you actually know both sides you've been the mentee as you said and you uh, you totally recommend being a mentor as well so but but what interests me you being a mentee what did you take away from that how did you experience that what did that do to further your career a lot so I, I say in these six months, usually these kind of programs are six to nine, nine months, uh, is something that can, you know, take your career to the, to the next level. Yes, it's, you know, it will be challenging. It will take your time because, you know, it's a, it's a busy world that we live in, full-time jobs and so on, many activities. But if you decide to put yourself like for six months and say, okay, I'm really committed to this. I want to, you know, get the best out of it, then, then you can benefit it's it's a long-term benefit i like to say so it's like for for your whole life and uh one of the i had actually a one mentor um in my company so and and with him uh with Cyril, we discussed of course uh things that are, were very much related to the company you know so how i am going to make the next transition to the next position within the company so how to grow my thought leadership within the company and of course he could support me with his experience you know what what is his skills and, and and all of that and i realized along the way i'm missing you know female touch in all this uh you know uh in my life so it, it started to be like black and white a little bit a lot you know i started dressing up black and white and and talking black and white and like like my men colleagues um and I said, I want to have a female mentor. I want to have a female mentor and I want you know, to have it outside of the company because there are some topics that you, you know, about the personal development, some personal stories that you don't feel like you want to share with in, in your company with your mentor. So I think it's, it's really important to realize that there are different ways how, how you can, you know, Put that together so maybe with one mentor you're working on you know technical skills and with the other mentor you're developing your personal skills mm -hmm. and that's what i did through the pwn so the professional women's network uh, here in vienna so they have chapters around the world and i applied there for the for the mentoring program and uh, i got a great mentor claudia and we were two mentees and and one mentor and it was a great fit. It was a great fit. And back then, at that point in my career, I wasn't really sure where I want to go. You know, I had like, I was finishing my MBA here and uh, I was thinking I want to move after this MBA, but I wasn't sure where do I want to go? Where do I want to move? And there was so many questions in my, in my head. And, uh, you know, that's what we worked out through the mentoring program, really step by step. And uh, some of you maybe know this Lego uh, series play, uh, this uh, playing with Lego. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes. Uh, yes, she's one of the facilitators for, for these workshops. She does that, for instance, for the companies. Mm -hmm. uh, and she did that with us. And I know we did it at the beginning of the program. So she would ask us questions. We would build up different models. 
and I was all over the place. All my models were like filled with so much stuff, you know, so many colors. It's like, oh, and it was, you know, in my head, you know, how I was feeling because I couldn't point out where I want to go. And then six months later, when we build the same, uh, you know, answer the similar questions and build the models, it was very clear and very clean structure. So I realized, okay, this is the path where I want to take for, for my career. And it, it's, it's a great privilege to have someone, you know, as your mentor to, you know, call, have a call with and say, look, I have an interview tomorrow and I need something, or can you give me an advice, or I'm, I'm nervous, or different things, or whatever goes along in your, in your life, it's, it's good to have someone to talk. And yeah, that's why I, I love mentoring. That's what I love mentoring. That's why I like, like being, uh, love being, uh, building uh, communities and, and networking, because it does, it, it, is, it has impacted my career in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I, I do everything through my network. So my network is my Google. So I don't Google things, I call people <laughs> and, and, and find different ways, be it for a job, be it for, I don't know, kindergarten, be it for you know, studies or books or ideas and so on and so forth. So it's just, it's some, it's, it feels good. It feels good to you know, have people around you, but it starts with giving, you know, you give and get and, and that's how it goes. In Usually I have this final question in my interview, what you would recommend uh, to young women starting out in IT, but it's very obvious what you would recommend, I think, right? Yes, <laughs> if you don't have a mentor so far, please find at least one, you know, I had two at the same time and uh, it really, you know, took my career to the, to the next level. So if you, you know, just surrender, you know, to, the, to that experience, because there are people who are 10, 15 years ahead and they have much, much to say. And if you're not part of uh, at least, you know, you have to be a part of at least one network, what, whatever that is, you know, it could be your hobbies. It doesn't have to be strictly, you know, I have in IT, I have hobbies and so on and so forth. But it's so important nowadays to be part of, you know, the, the, uh, the discussion, you know, you cannot close yourself and, and think, you know, yeah, that, that's it. Or whatever you are in your career, if you're a junior or a senior, mm -hmm. as long as you progress in your career, it gets more and more important that you are connected with, with uh, like-minded people, that you have access um, to different ideas, communities, it will do good for you personally because you will grow and for your career, it's an, it will do as well. So thank you, Adela. This was an amazing talk again. Um, I love your story. I love your thoughts. I very much agree with a lot of it. So thank you for giving me your time today. Thank you, Ronga. Thank you, everyone. And um, get me on LinkedIn to all your viewers so we can continue chat over there as well.